Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sari Kolia, and welcome again to another episode of Age of Heroes, my podcast. Actually, this is the first podcast in quite some time, and I'm still on break, as I mentioned before. But now that we come to the end of the year, uh, I really want to um, put this year in, in perspective. I, I want to talk about it because there were there was so much craziness happening in 2020 that it's it's beyond comprehension in some ways. I think we're still processing the information. We're still processing a lot of it. And I don't think we are going to fully realize the impact of this year uh, until probably some years down the road. Um, I think this is going to be a historical moment for a lot of us. Everything that it's happening in the world, it's amazing in a good, in a bad way. I think there's a lot of things are are really occurring around the world that are impacting every aspect of life, whether it is work, whether it's personal life, whether it's health, politics, and in the entertainment world, of course. So in this podcast, I want to really put this year in perspective and everything that we have gone through in the last 12 months. And definitely, you know, the, the biggest thing uh, that we're going through is COVID-19 um, that is, has impacted in a way that I would say is unprecedented, although we have, you know, pandemics before. But the way the world is so connected nowadays, um, millions of people have been affected by it uh, around the world, whether it's through health reasons. A lot of people have died, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands. I think we already passed the million, more than millions of people that have died around the world. And of course, millions of people affected through it uh, because of it financially, emotionally, spiritually, in so many different areas. Uh, many things that have really happened in the world also here in the United States uh, with Black Lives Matter and the, the impact of that, all the the movement that happened, all the the turmoil that was created uh, this year uh, has been really impactful. Uh, the political uh, you know, situation, the unrest around the world, particularly in the United States with, you know, with everything and the election. And of course, now we have a new president, elected president. And so it's so much that really happened this year that is really impacting the world. Uh, we live in a really wide stage now. And whatever happens here affects somewhere else. So, you know, we cannot simply close the eye and be, you know, blind uh, about the situation that are happening in the world. They're really, really affecting us. And as you know, uh, in my case, I, you know, I got really sick. So I have to end up here in Mexico. So this is the reason I'm here. Um, um, those who follow my my main channel, JPSR Reviews, I mentioned this. I've been recording, making videos for, since from Mexico. But, you know, it, it, it was something unexpected. I end up here because, you know, I got really sick. They couldn't figure, the doctors couldn't figure out what was going on. So I came to spend time with my mother. Uh, she is a fanatic of health, of healthy solutions, natural healthy solutions. So it's been, uh, you know, eating healthy, doing exercise, doing all sort of things like sauna and all that kind of stuff. That has really brought me back. I, I'm a lot better now. I'm not 100%, but I'm really there, closer to that. And it's all about life changes and making those adjustments. So it's been a process for me. I wasn't expecting to end the end of the year here. Um you know, away from my wife, my daughter, but um, it's been important. And also for me in a spiritual level, spend time with my parents. I haven't been in this area in over 20 years. This is the last time I came to visit this area where my father is from. So uh, going back and staying with my dad again, it's something very unique uh, and experience that I, I really treasure. 
and really see my parents again. Um, you know, I've seen him before, but not in this area. So going back and see some family members and friends I haven't seen in so long. So it's been an experience, something that I'm really embracing and I'm really, really happy for. But 2020 has been crazy. You know, it's beyond the COVID-19. You know, COVID-19 has affected everything, every aspect of life, every aspect of every entertainment venue that I'm really invested on. That is part of what I talk about in this podcast and also on my main channel. It has impacted every aspect in good ways, in real terrible ways. So it's something that I really want to discuss today. And I want to start with comics. I think comics is the, the main reason many people follow my channel. A lot of people started following JP's High Reviews because of it. And a lot of people are starting are listening to the podcast because when I talk about comics, and comics had really been affected by COVID-19. You know, the poor state of the local comic book shops is, um, can, cannot be understated. Um, there's so much um, that is happening affecting a lot of comic book shops as we know them to the point that some have closed doors. Some uh, comic book shops that were open for many years, that were staples of their communities, they're completely shut down. They couldn't just, you know, continue paying the bills. They have to go on a different route. And it's really sad. You know, they were already struggling. And the fact that all of this brought more salt to the wound has really changed the way uh, we are approaching comics. You know, it's something that it's, you know, I've talked about it in the podcast before. It's something that it's, it's really sad, the condition of it. They're really juggling so many different things in the comic book shops in order to stay afloat. But the the, the damage is there. It's real. You know, we also know that, you know, that this year we have the, the struggles between Marvel and DC, the struggles that they have with distribution, with Diamond distributors. Of course, you know, comic book shops are closed. Uh, Diamond couldn't just fulfill orders. So it was a crazy, it was craziness. Back and forth in social media, people defending Diamond, people defending Marvel and DC. DC going different routes, Marvel also trying new things, and also the rise of the digital market. Although, you know, the digital, digital market has been there. But there's other venues where things are going. Also, the increase, explosion, you can call it that, of the and the insatiable demand of collected editions. Uh, it is amazing. I never seen this before. You know, before you can go to places like uh, in stock trade, cheap graphic novels, and purchase a lot of these collected editions easily without a problem. When they come out, there was no craziness going around them. You know, there was plenty of time for you to to get some of these collections. Now it's a total different thing to the point where uh things are hitting the market right as soon as they get there the day that they they, they release on for pre-order that day they, they 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 sell out everything is sold out and it's just amazing i never seen this before uh, and things pretty much out of print right away or and of course many of the stuff comes from china many of the publishers of the the printers were uh, the companies that Marvel and DC have employed uh, are in the printers. The printing companies are based in China. Some are in Canada, in Turkey. So all these restrictions, uh, travel restrictions, and all the shipping things and everything has really been affected to the point that sometimes they don't get full orders. So everything is selling so quick. I never seen that. And of course, Marvel and DC are ramping up the production of um, omnibuses and hardcover collections you know, epic collections, all of that. It's just, you see the list of stuff that is coming. It's amazing. And has grown has grown in a way that I've never seen before. So it is growing. You know, people are in, at home, you know, they have nothing else to do. They're working from home. So they spend a lot of time on, you know, on buying and purchasing things here and there. So 
we see the rise. It's an explosion. Of course, on one hand, you see the local comic book shops suffering financially. On the other hand, Marvel and DC are more powerful than ever. Uh, there, some of the divisions are being affected by a lot of things. DC is going through all of that. But um, the collected editions is the market that they're doing. They're reprinting old runs, you know, left and right. And this is something that it's not slowing down. There's no sign of slowing down in the near future. So, yeah, the comic book world has been affected in a way that is unprecedented. Now, I want to talk about collectibles, too. Collectibles is something that has been affected big time. You see the rise of companies. You see the rise of Prime One Studio, XM Studios, Iron Studios, Sumo Art, just to name a few. This company is primarily Prime One Studio. You know, it was a big company already, but the company has grown in a way that is unprecedented. And not only that, they have reached the market, social media, in a way that we haven't seen before. I don't think SciShow had the same grasp of what, you know, Prime One Studio has now. Um... It's just amazing, you know, through their videos, their presentations. They really expanded the social media outreach in a way that is new and fresh, and people are excited. They have so many pre-orders. It's amazing. So much amazing art. This year, Prime One Studio was terrific. I think this was the year of Prime One Studio. But XM Studios, at the same time, it started a bit slow, but they had so much stuff on the works. A lot of stuff that is coming, different collections, the Samurai Collection, the DC stuff, the, the one six scale collection, the DC Rebirth. But they also have Transformers, and they're working in some other projects. So it's amazing what XM is doing. Uh, they're, they're, I think they, they haven't slowed down, although the Prime One Studio has taken pretty much everything by storm. I think XM Studios also has grown substantially this year. Iron Studios has been the year of Iron Studios as well. So much stuff on the 110 scale. The, the the Sentinel diorama, that is amazing. All of that, they have really take everything and to the point that people are excited with Iron Studios. The price point is something that also is good. You know, they, they started out with Mortal Kombat, but they had so many licenses. It is unreal what Iron Studios is doing. Sumiart, I'm amazed by what Sumiart is doing. A company started now with the DC stuff, but all the stuff that they put on pre-order, it just sells like that in just matter of hours. Everything is gone. It is just something that I haven't seen since I would say back in the day with SciShow, a lot of stuff sometimes will hit and people were just really bursting into the websites and sometimes they, the website would crash down and all that. Sumo Art is just doing amazing. They sell everything so quick. Um, and they have so much following, particularly with all the anime stuff they do, the animation stuff, the manga stuff, you know, it's amazing. Uh, it is really amazing, but it's not only them. You see also the incursion and the explosion of new companies, the newcomers, particularly from China. You see companies like Queen Studios, Infinity Studios. You have uh, JND Studios, which is a brand new company doing a lot of great stuff. You got Soul Wing. You have, you know, so many. I can just name so many companies that they, you know, you can go through Spec Fiction. They're distributing a lot of stuff from China. It is amazing. The stuff that uh, these companies in China are doing, the the stuff that they are bringing to the table, the silicone pieces, all of that. It just blows everything SciShow has done of the water. Everything else, everybody else is blown by these pieces. They are amazing. The likeness of this, this buzz, you know, from Infinity Studio. Um, it is amazing. Quinn Studios, they're all doing terrific. Um you know, there's no words to describe what these companies are doing. But just because these companies are succeeding and, of course, more people are buying, you know, you would say you would think that people will be, be affected financially due to COVID-19. 
but there's no sign of slowing down. Companies are growing. They're selling their stuff like never before. You know, they have so many pre-orders left and right, and they're just really selling out quick. But also, there were some companies that suffered the consequences of COVID-19. Yeah, and not only because of COVID-19, they were already suffering before, but everything was just pretty much, this was the, you know, pretty much the, the last shot. This was the, the, the thing that really killed them. You see, DC Direct, DC Collectibles, when you know, out of business, a company that was a staple of the industry for many, many years, also great prices and great quality. You know, some stuff was not as good, but a lot of stuff was unique and just DC. Well, that's out of business. You know, in this case, DC decided just to shut that, that Warner Brothers decided to shut down that aspect of it, which was really sad. And, you know, for a lot of us that have that grown, you know, buying the toys and also buying the, the statues and collectibles produced by DC. But also you see other companies that also have suffered. You see Chronicle Collectibles that in October, uh, they um, they sent a memo to all the, you know, through social media where they were struggling financially. They were already struggling financially. And I think they, they're, they're still in the process of trying to reshape the company and a lot of stuff, you know, all the pre-orders they have, a lot of stuff they have uh, in different, for different franchises, they pretty much close those pre-orders. But still, we haven't heard anything. I have limited myself to talk about more about Chronicle Collectibles on my channel because I don't know. We don't know if it's just momentarily. So there's a lot of things there with, there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of variables in regards to it. Other companies are trying to make a comeback like Kotobukiya. But, you know, it's the, the market is so crowded that some companies are really struggling to maintain themselves afloat and people are no longer as interested in their product lines as they were before because there are other competitors out there. Companies are producing something better, uh, you know, uh, at great prices too. So, you know, there's a lot of things there that, um, you know, it's it's unreal. It's not necessarily, I would say, a bad thing because uh, also it's important for the, the industry to evolve, to move on. And if companies don't stay afloat, they don't keep up with the times, they're definitely going to be affected. So it's something that it's sad to see. But at the same time, it's understandable and in many ways expected. You know, we need evolution in this industry. We we cannot just simply stay on the same path. I feel that, you know, if you see it from that perspective, then then at least there's hope on it. I am disappointed for the companies that close doors. But at the same time, I have to understand that um, evolution, it's inevitable. Uh, something that we have to accept and take. Uh, but also in the industry world, the toy industry also was in a really... In, an, in, a, in a really interesting place, you know, companies are selling more than ever. You see the the, the explosion, the great success of crowdfunding. Uh, you see McFarlane Toys with the Spawn figure. That was an amazing story this year. He surpassed, I don't know how many, like almost $3 million. He was just wanted like a couple hundred thousand dollars and it was blown away. People were excited for that. You saw also with HasLab, also doing crowdfunding. They're doing terrific Hasbro. They're doing that with all the Marvel Legend figures. That is amazing. NECA Toys has been doing fantastic. So it's just amazing. You know, toys are really selling. Some companies are struggling. They're trying to find their footing uh, on it. Uh, but, you know, it's amazing what these companies are doing. You see an increase in action figures are more expensive than ever. But um, it is amazing to see what the, you know, how how much stuff we're getting. It's, it's surreal. You know, it's, you cannot keep up with it. And I don't understand. Part of me doesn't understand why, because a lot of people are out of work, but at the same time, people are buying left and right. Uh, whether they're paying, you know, they're using credit, who knows, but it is surreal. The collectibles world is in a, in a state that I've never been before, i never seen before. 
Um, you know, every day I'm, I'm making videos and it's hard for me to keep up with every release, everything that comes out. It's just amazing. And at the same time, scary because we are kind of creating a bubble of collectibles that, um, is going to burst at some point or hopefully it doesn't. But, um, if history serves us well past history, then definitely the writing is on the wall. So that's an aspect that we have to be concerned about. Definitely. I am. Now, on the entertainment world, also, there was a lot of things that happened this year that were interesting, some really sad, but also some very important. The movie delays, it was something unreal. So many movies were delayed till 2021, and some movies are coming out now, but, uh, you know, the movies that were able to come out, they didn't do so well in the box office. You know, Tenet, for example, Mulan, you know, Wonder Woman 1984, all these movies that were able to come out at the end. Uh, the New Mutants, they really suffer the consequences. And, of course, that's the reason many movies were moved forward uh, towards, you know, uh, next year or the end of next year and some even until 2022. So it's just amazing. But also the rise and the empowerment of streaming services, you know, Disney Plus. Great, uh, pretty much great showing. Disney Plus right now it's at the top of the food chain. If you come, you can think of it, you know, through shows like The Mandalorian, uh, you know, everything that we have that Disney Plus is doing, all the inclusion of all the Marvel stuff, everything they have to offer, the Disney stuff, it is is great. The Star Wars stuff, Hulu also. You know, Hulu has always suffered. Hulu is always probably the the lost child in so many ways. But, you know, they're connected to Disney Plus now. So we'll see. There's the promises of new movies or new shows coming, more mature content for Hulu. Uh, so we'll see what happens. You know, you have Netflix. Netflix, of course, this year had so many films, so many shows that they have produced themselves. Um, great stuff. Some good stuff, some bad stuff, a lot of trash, too. But Netflix definitely is the powerhouse when it comes about the control of the market. You know, you also have HBO Max that is really pushing really hard this year after they pretty much engulf DC Universe, which in my opinion was a great idea that brings more content into it. But, you know, HBO Max is doing terrific. They have the, the DC control, the DC, uh, DC shows, but also so much stuff that is coming next year, which is amazing. And of course, when we talk about HBO Max, we have to talk about DC fandom that happened this year. They really uh, push for a, a you know for more dc content into the pretty much the market in a way that I, in my opinion was well done yes the sad news was that you know dc universe closed dc direct some divisions of dc a lot of people were let go from the you know in this case the printing side but dc fandom brought a lot of you know trailers and a lot of information of upcoming games uh, you know in this case gotham nines uh you know uh, suicide squad those games by suicide squad produced by rocksteady so these games are bringing something new uh also you know the film the suicide squad you have those amazing trailers black adam is coming uh, the Justice League, the, in this case, the Snyder Cut, also coming next year through HBO Max. And uh, so much stuff, you know, the Batman, for example, fantastic trailer. So I think the hopes for the uh, DC comeback are there. And uh, I think next year is going to be. But of course, this year, the foundation was set. And uh, we'll see all that stuff, everything that actually DC is going to release next year, 22 releases that they're going to do Warner Brothers, they're going to come to HBO Max. So definitely what they're trying to do now is to push for people to get into HBO Max. And uh, it's a good way to do it. You know, like in this case, I'm here in Mexico. I have to go to the movie theater to watch 
um, you know, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. I reviewed it in this channel. Some people don't like it. I liked it. Uh, my wife watched it through HBO Max at home uh, back in the States because only HBO Max is available in the United States. So she watched it back at home. She wasn't crazy about the film. So this is, I think, the the the, the vision that people have between, about this film. Some people like it. Some people don't like it. Some people hate it. So people, there are a lot of mixed emotions on it. I liked it. I don't think it was better than the first one, but I still liked it. Uh, uh, but yeah, so you can see that I think that that's a good way for HBO Max to control the market. I still think the price is too high for what they offer, but uh, we'll see. Time can tell. At the same time, you have to kind of even out or you have to consider the facts of, well, you know, at the same time, you know, you're paying probably for a movie ticket, uh, the same amount that you, you spend at the movie theater, the same amount that you spend watching HBO Max for a month. And you can watch that film at, you know, at home. So, you know, it depends, you know, at home, you know, it's my wife, my daughter, her husband lives in, uh, with us for a time being. So the three of them for whatever they pay, what, $15 a month, it's a savings. You, you come to think of it. But yeah, it, it's, it doesn't be the desire to go to movie theaters. Of course, you know, COVID-19, many movie theaters were closed, which has been really insane and sad because I, I love going to the movie theater. It's one of the, my pastimes, one of the things that I enjoy to do a lot. I, you know, I love to buy and purchase these films and I can watch it at home. You know, I like to watch digitally too, but um, it's something about going to the movie theater, the experience of going there that really it's enticing and not being able to go. I went to watch the new mutants, for example, Tenet. Um, and now of course, uh, Wonder Woman 1984, you have to wear a mask and all that. You have to follow the pr protocols and all that. But um, it's, you know, it's something that I enjoy. It's something, an experience for me more than anything else. So, yeah, it's it's been interesting. But besides DC also, you know, Disney did terrific with their Disney uh, Investors Day a few few weeks ago. They have the, the you know, they, they showcase so much stuff. You got Marvel, the WandaVision. Uh, for, for Marvel, you got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki. You got What If, Mrs. Marvel trailers, but also the news of the Fantastic Four. You know, they, they, we got more news of the Immortals. We have more news about all the shows that they're trying to do with Marvel. They have so much stuff on the works. It's amazing. But also the Star Wars, we got the trailers for Andor. Uh, technically, a you know, it comes out of Rogue One, or it's a prequel to Rogue One, which is very good. Uh, the Bad Batch, which is terrific. Another show for Disney+. Plus, um, But also the news of all the stuff. Uh, a show for Ahsoka Tano. Um, so much stuff. It's amazing. So many variants and variations. They have so much stuff for Star Wars. It's amazing, just to think of it. And so many shows are going to come to Disney+, Plus, but also so many movies that they're going to produce. So... It's amazing. You know, if you're a fan right now, entertainment, it's suffering. Of course, movie theaters are the ones that have suffered, particularly small movie theaters. Uh, small movie theater chains also are suffering. But the entertainment world also were suffering. You know, a lot of movies were delayed and unproduced. But the streaming services are really catering with all the production. And it's amazing. And I feel that we're going to see more and more an increase of that the, 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 uh, stuff coming digitally uh, at the same time as they're being shown at the movie theater. So yeah, that's another aspect of 2020 that is interesting, amazing, sad in one way, but also very different. It's a brand new world for sure. Now in gaming, now we move into gaming. Uh, of course, the, the biggest thing this year, the arrival of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Um, you know, people are excited for them. People were 
asking for you know more information we were given that and finally that and people are excited they love the the new uh, consoles of course uh hard to get them right now they're expensive first and foremost and second of all they were, um, were almost impossible to produce of course COVID 19 has affected production and all of that pieces and parts so there's really not enough supply but of course we will get that as we go i can tell you one thing i'm not a fan of the outlook of these pieces you know even though they are t technical marvels i still feel that they're too bulky too big too ugly so hopefully they change that and they address that of course they do a slim versions of stuff of course they're gonna do that at some point but it's here they are here now and it's hard for me to let go of my ps4 i still love my ps4 pro it's hard for me to let go i don't know if i'm gonna be able to jump but most of the stuff is there only a few games are not gonna be able to be transferred just a few games from all the games i think it's only one that i care about uh, the rest are just you know garbage to be honest but you know but to be it's just something amazing I, I will have to switch at some point into the newer thing for better graphics better quality better uh, loading times but you know they're here now and people are excited and uh, we'll see what happens now cyberpunk 2077 disastrous launch it was a terrible terrible launch it was a total disaster and uh, a lot of hopes for this game you know i think we all were hoping for the best for cyberpunk 2077 Particularly, you know, being knowing the producer, uh, you know, of The Witcher is the one involved in this. And The Witcher is a terrific game, even with all the bugs and all. But this game really disappointed. And not only, I haven't played yet, but, you know, I've read a lot of reviews. I have watched a lot of reviews. A lot of people are saying that not only it's just the bugs that really bother some, also the story is lacking. It doesn't engulf you the same way as The Witcher did. So I feel that. You know, I only can, time can tell. Uh, I have to play the game to really know. But um, just the bugs alone, to the fact that it was pulled out from the PlayStation Store and, uh, you know, they were giving money back. Also, Xbox, Microsoft is giving money back. All of that, it's just terrible. Uh, they lost millions of dollars. Some people were saying even over a billion dollars. They have lost because of it. It's amazing. It's the worst launch in history in gaming. So... It is really sad. Hopefully they can fix the game because definitely had so much to give and the expectation of this game was really high. So we'll see what happens. You know, I'm sure that they're going to fix it and hopefully they make a comeback. Also this year, you know, this year was crazy with uh, some successes and also some also disasters in the gaming world. You talk about the success of Modern Warfare, for example, uh, Call of Duty. is at the top of the food chain right now. It's a monster of a money-making uh, producer, money-making machine. It's it's really something huge. And this year, because of it, I spent so much time at home playing Modern Warfare. And uh, Warzone was one of the biggest, it's the biggest battle royale I think has taken Fortnite, has taken everything. Everyone loves this game. And still people are playing it. Even though the new game came out, Cold War, still people invested with Warzone. Uh, it was a total success. Uh, and on one hand, you see Call of Duty really doing fantastic. On the other hand, you also saw Battlefield really struggling. And there were some hopes, you know, that at the end they gave us some maths, but at the end, Battlefield just simply couldn't just handle it and went out. It really in a sad, sad story. It was just a sad telling, and it was foretold for quite a while. And um, it was disappointing. Um, you know, since that, I stopped playing. I played a little bit back then when I was back in the States. But, you know, I was disappointed with the game, disappointed with the turn that in the end, you know, DICE and, you know, EA decided to move on instead of just sticking with it. And also the comeback of Battlefront 2. Battlefront was a terrible, it wasn't a terrible state when it started, but the devs at DICE, they really did a terrific job.
of course now they're moving into the next gen the same with battlefield they move um it move into the battlefield 6 so the hope for battlefront 3 is there but also there's talks about other games coming uh from star wars so they're developing other stuff so all the energy is put into the, the new stuff and the new consoles the, the new hardware so but yeah it's been interesting uh, but besides that, also, we have to remember uh, GameStop, uh, the struggles of GameStop this year has been really sad to see. A lot of people don't like GameStop. A lot of people hate GameStop. I have no problem with GameStop. My experience has never been bad with a company. So, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, I know some people move on into, oh, we're going into digital. But also, the dead of GameStop means the dead of physical copies more and more. You know, yes, we have some small stores front stores around the, the country around the world where you can buy this stuff but a big company as GameStop kind of makes this mainstream uh, and if without them you know the only options are going to Walmart Target all those places to buy this type of games and copies and but without them you know it really gives more uh, power to the in this case Sony to Microsoft to, to them just to simply release stuff digitally which means more storage which mean which means that you have to have bigger hard drives and all of that which in the end you really don't own it per se you know yeah you own the you know in this case what it's inside the hard drive you save it but if you lost you lose it at some point and there's no way to re-download the stuff and that happened before uh, through different services, then definitely you're out of luck. So a lot of people, I think this is a valid point of the the physical um, market versus the digital market. And that goes across the board, whether it's in music and film, uh, comics, all of that. So yeah, that's been something that, um, yeah, you know, you go to GameStop, they're trying to make a comeback. Um, you know, they're working, they have invested. Uh, Reggie from uh, Nintendo, the former head of a Nintendo America is now working with them. So it's just a lot of things that this year has brought. And we hope for, I hope for GameStop to continue on. I know that it's not forever. I don't know how many years they can stay in, in the business and they can adapt, but time can tell only time can tell. Um, but yeah, for the time being, I feel that it's something that we have to, to consider. But this year, besides all of these aspects, you know, we, besides all the turmoil, financial turmoil, the political turmoil, the, the health uh, situation that we're struggling with. Also, there was this year was really sad in so many other fronts and also the passing of so many important figures in, in the world. Uh, when you talk about in the comics, for example, the passing of Joe Sennett, the, pass it, uh, the passing of uh, Neil, um, Dennis O'Neill, uh, those are really stars of the comic book world yes some people might not even know them but if you are familiar with the in this case with the golden age the silver age the bronze age these are pillars of the comic book world and their passing was also sad among many others that passed away also in the cinema world you have the passing of Chadwick Boseman uh, that was really heartfelt I talk about it here in the podcast if I'm not mistaken I talk on my channel about it Sean Connery, a, a star that we always admire, James Bond, to, to us a real James Bond, uh, Kirk Douglas, a uh, terrific star in Hollywood, Brian Dennehy also, uh, Honor Blackman, if you don't know who Honor Blackman, of course you have to think about the Avengers, uh, Kathy Gale and Pussy Galore also in the Bond films. David Prowse, who who actually personified uh, Darth Vader and the original Star Wars trilogy. Jeremy Bullock, uh, who also personified Boba Fett in the original trilogy, The Passing. But so many actors and actresses passed this year, many of them due to COVID-19 related issues. Also, in the music world, you have the passing of Eddie Van Halen. 
Little Richard, uh, Bill Withers, Kenny Rogers, among many other uh, you know musicians and important um, people in the music world. So yeah, that was really heartfelt. In the sports world, you have the passing that was really, really heartfelt the way it happened. Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna Bryant. A lot of people really felt that one. Most recently, Diego Armando Maradona, uh, for those who are lovers of soccer, yes, in the last days of his life, he was not really the example of a, a you know, a good example to follow, but he was a star. You know, I remember uh, as a kid in the 80s, and I, well, I was back in Mexico as a kid, um, here in Mexico, I was at, you know, we watched the World Cup, the, was it was in 1985, 1984, I don't remember, World Cup, and he was actually, he, he took that, you know, pretty much the cup for his country, for Argentina. And he was a star, you know, all the kids love him. Even here in Mexico, he was a star. He, there was no one like him to play soccer. And he's always going to be remembered as one of the best players. Yes, he, he, he did a lot of crazy stuff, you know, due to drugs, due to a poor lifestyle that he followed in the aftermath of that. But, you know, we can always remember the best of the Maradona, which was when he was playing soccer as a young man. But also in the polit in politics and education, we have the loss of Ju uh, Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, architect Michael Sorkin, uh, mathematician Katherine Johnson, and many other figures are so important. And I cannot really name everyone that really passed away this year. A lot of, again, a lot of people passed away due to COVID-19. Um, a lot of sad uh, passing, some young people also, a lot of people that committed suicide. It's just something that happens every year. But I feel that this year we are, it was more heartfelt due to COVID-19 because we are more now glued to our social media networks because, of course, there's not nothing else to do uh, besides just going to work, doing our work, staying home and trying to stay healthy. So it's been an interesting, interesting year. Um, this year in perspective has brought a lot to it. Now coming to the conclusion of the podcast today. Some good things, some bad things. I think the most important thing that we have to consider is that we are coming to the end, that we are healthy enough. I know many of you, probably you're listening, you have lost a loved one. You have seen painful things. You know, a lot of things have happened this year that are really, really bad. You know, whether there is a business that didn't work out, whether there is a loss of your employment. I, I believe me, I've been through all of that. You know, I had some type of job. I lost that job. Um, you know, like I was doing some freelancing work. I lost those contracts due to COVID-19. Also, companies are going a different route, doing everything more internal. So everything that the, the YouTube channel didn't work out as well, hasn't worked out as well. So, yeah, I've seen this financial struggle. Uh, you know, trying and go back to the workforce has been something that I've been struggling with. Also, um, you know, I have too much experience. Oh, I don't have experience in certain areas where people want something. So it's just, and the competition is really fierce right now. A lot of people looking for work at the same time. Uh, but God has been faithful. I can say that. You know, I haven't lacked anything, but it's been a struggle. Uh, the health, you know, people are sick here. You know, I've been sick. I come here to Mexico. They've been hit hard, really hard in this area. You know, family and friends that really suffered due to COVID-19. Uh, people that I knew for, from a long time, they passed away due to COVID-19. So yes has been really affect has affected a lot of people um it, you know spiritually also a lot of people are struggling with depression staying home and it's something that we have to struggle with a lot of things with the with life with the things that we go through so in many ways it's been a a crazy very crazy year and but at the same time i feel that we come to the end with a lot of hope and expectation and i'm glad that we made it through i'm glad that i made it through i'm, I'm glad that i'm alive that i'm going through 
through things. And uh, yes, there are struggles there. And yes, there are moments that I feel like I want to give up. But, um, but I feel happy that my family is okay. They're healthy. You know, financially, we're, we're okay. Um, so, and I, hope, I feel for those that lost people, lost family members, friends. And, uh, and people that are in a worse situation than I am, that they don't know how they're going to be able to survive, how, to, how they're going to pay taxes, you know, for their business that hasn't really produced anything this year. So, and how to keep up with paying, you know, like people that own businesses, like local comic book shops, you know, they don't have money even to pay rent or employees, all of that. So it's a lot to consider. And sometimes we, and we have a lot of good things happening this year. You know, a lot of things that we can say, oh, you know, it was fun. You know, the, the collectibles, you know, are crazy. They're ramping all over. You know, they just producing a lot of stuff, a lot of releases, entertainment, even though we're not going to movie theater. You know, we get a lot of stuff, you know, we can stream. So there are a lot of pluses. And, and sometimes we see life from the perspective of what's missing instead of what's there. And I feel that we all do that. And I do that all the time. Instead of being grateful for what we have, we complain about what we don't have or what we think we should have. And we have to be very careful not to fall prey of that mindset that in the end really takes away the ability to enjoy life. If you watch the most recent, if you haven't watched it, I'm sorry, maybe a spoiler here. Um, the most recent Disney Plus uh, film, which is Soul, which it was really touchy for me. And also even Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, I think Wonder Woman 1984 also touched the same subject, but not as well as Soul. But they also went into the same route. Uh, you know, Wonder Woman 1984 uh, was really about these people, whether it's Diana, whether it's Wonder Woman and the villains, really hoping for something that they don't have. And in the end, not really seeing what they already have in front of them because they think they, they should have something that is long lost. And the same happens with Soul. You know, this gentleman, the protagonist in the movie, longing for something for the the cuspid you know they come to the place in his life where he feels that he accomplished what he wanted to what he is what it really sparks the passion in his life and in the end it's all about really being grateful for what was given for the time given and for the opportunities given and i feel that we can all be touched by it in some way or another sometimes we are some grateful whether it's to god uh, whether it's to life, you know, if you really don't believe in a God, but if you in life, be grateful for what it is that we have instead of always wanting more and expecting more of life and thinking that, you know, that we should deserve better or we we could be better in a different situation, in a different job, in a different city, in a different town, in a different country, in a different marriage, in a different job. But the truth of the matter is that the bottom line is this, that what we have is today, and we have to receive it as a gift. Yes, this year brought a lot of pain, but also a lot of strength. And I see that communities are coming together, you know, whether it's virtually, you know, you see so many conventions happening virtually, meetings happening virtually. We are connected. Even churches are doing services virtually. It's about connecting with people. And in many ways, we can see what we were missing, that even though we were so close to each other, like, you know, you can go places and be in contact with people, we were never really close together. And this really brings the human aspect again to the surface. We realize that humanity is important and we have to be humane with one another. We have to stand for one another. That's the only way that this world can survive. That's the only way that we can thrive in this society, in this really revolving, cha constantly changing world. 
So it's something that we have to keep in mind. And definitely this year has been terrific, also scary, but in many ways has been a gift. And we have to see it, you know, we have to take the good with the bad and we have to move on. If we can really aspire to really succeed in 2021, we have to really take the lessons of this year, apply them to our lives and really learn from those mistakes and move on. And, you know, with a being more humane and more accepting of people and loving people and even in their mistakes, even in their worst mistakes. So my friends, I want to say thank you very much for your support. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for watching my videos and my, my main channel, JP's Hour Reviews. Thank you for your constant support and your friendship. It really means a lot to me. And I want to wish you all Happy New Year. I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.